The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms, we're talking dairy, we're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable, and what does it mean when they're using pesticides, and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. One time is it. Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen with Stephanie March. And if you are one of those people that's getting your end of year Spotify, like all the things the you listen to, your wrap ups, and if you find Weekly Dish in your top five, well done. Thank you. <laughs> we really appreciate it. I've had like a lot of people this week been like, look, you made my top five. Oh my God. That's really excellent. I love it. We love it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. So it is top two in hour two. And we have a great guest this week. Fine, yes, let's do it. Top two. Top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. You want to stay tuned after the top two because we have Sarah Kiefer who's coming on who is going to talk about her holiday baking book. I mean. And, I mean, this is Sarah Cookie Sarah, Sarah Baking Sarah, 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 Sarah. Vanilla blog. Vanilla bean blog. thank you. Um, and we're also going to talk about some other stuff. So let's do our top two in hour two. I'm going to start this week. Wow. Yes. Because if you've ever, like, are you a puzzler? I'm a puzzler. I'm, I, I feel like, should I start to become a puzzler? <laughs> maybe, I, you know? maybe. Puzzles are fun. And during the pandemic, yeah. a lot of us rekindled our love of them. And there's a local company that does puzzles. They're called Puzzle Twist. And the twist is, is what you see on the box is not the puzzle you're assembling. It's a change. So it makes it kind of more like a game. And they have a cookie puzzle twist holiday cookie box. So you see all the holiday cookies on the outside of the box. But what you end up assembling is kind of the holiday cookie tray. Wow. So it's real cool. Okay. So it's uh, $22. You can find it at puzzletwist.com. 
I ran into them at one of the markets that I went to last weekend. They're just really fun. They're anywhere from 500 to 1,000 pieces, and they're fun puzzles and well done, and they're made in Minnesota, so puzzle twist. Okay. I love that. Um, And just, there was another, there was a, and I should find this if anybody wants it, but last year I gave uh, puzzles as gifts, but I sent them my picture. You know, you can send, so I sent Jake's senior picture, and then, and like, and then I gave that to my mom as like a thousand piece puzzle. And I have one from Cookie Party that you. That's right. No, I did it that. wasn't. No, it was, it our, was our holiday party right, picture. It was our holiday party. That was my gift to you last yep. year, right? Okay, when we had a holiday party. Oh, I love that. Yeah, right. it's cute. I just saw it in my closet the other day. You, did you ever do it? No. No. But I mean, maybe I will. You don't have to, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to give it back to you. You can. You it's can give be it back the white to me. Why don't we? Why don't we do it at our cookie party as a task? I probably will bring it. Wrapped Let's see up. if we can do it fast. Do you know what my other white elephant gift is? What you're not supposed to tell? Well, okay. you and I will know. Then nobody else will know. Because tell me on it. the air. You'll see it and you'll start laughing. It's from our cookbook swap. It was the Fifty Shades of Chicken. Oh God! It's this sort of pornographic chicken recipe book Excellent. with the chicken like his hands massaging it. No, it's horrible. And it's hilarious. Hilarious. All right, so my first one, you guys, is I'm going to tell you that um, Animales, while they're closed, you know, this is Animales Barbecue, which is a trailer next to Abel Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis. While they're closed for walk-up business, they're doing pickup kits. And I have to tell you, so we had this watch party for this movie last night, and I think people who are doing, you know, cookie parties that you don't want to make a whole bunch of food, but because you're already doing something else... Um, I got to tell you, we picked up this Copa kit and it was this beautiful pork shoulder that was perfectly spiced. It was already ready to eat. We just kept it in the oven until we were ready to go. And then we had grits. We had creamed kale that was outstanding. It came with a little carrot cake and it served like four to five people. It was unreal. It was a perfect idea for that. They also have a taco party kit so you can have like, you know, like carnitas pork with it. Yep. And I'm just telling you that you can buy them on talk, you can reserve them, you can pick them up, and you can either choose them to be hot and ready to go, or you can get the ones that is ready for, like, I'll do the taco kit tomorrow night and doing the tree decorating. And I just think that that's a really great idea to grab it on a Friday, have it ready, and have your weekend set. And and so you can just enjoy your friends instead of having to cook for a huge party. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so Anamales, it's on talk. I'll put a link up on the show page. I love it. And I think I'm having like the book club holiday gathering. So that would be a good idea. And then like having the Copa, the big, gorgeous hunk of pork shoulder that's spiced and gorgeous. And like we didn't even finish it. So for sure, Jazzy is probably having those on sandwiches the next day. Yum. Was it really great? Uh, Yeah, I love that. Okay, what's your second one? Uh, Mrs. Kelly's Teas, and they are having their warehouse sale today. Yes. But they're oh, also is it today? Yeah, and they're Jeez. also at Mill City Market yeah. today. And then they're going to be doing, they also have this Ultimate Tea Sampler Pack that is really, if you have someone that likes loose tea, I have really just enjoyed it. The way that she blends her teas She's got a caffeine-free sampler box that I think I'm going to get Kurt for Christmas because in the afternoon after the coffee has run out, like he likes to have tea. Um, it just it gives you all of their little mixes. It gives you everything you need to make just a delicious cup of tea. Mrs. Kelly's is local, really nice family, and so that is my second. I think that's a great one. Um, I'm going to shout out all. Just I'm going to give you a giant list of. I mean, on the feed this week, I tried to run down how many breweries are doing markets 
All of them. Yep. All the breweries. If you're looking for a local market, and I know a lot of you are, um, and you want to shop local, literally find a brewery because they're going to have a market happening. Um, if you go to mspmag.com slash, you know, on the feed, we have um, a ton listed. I love that Bad Weather is doing an outdoor local market. I thought that was unique, too. So that they could have it be, you know, so that it's outside. More COVID-friendly yeah, for people if you're feeling that like are concerned don't want about that. that. Yep. Um, people at Lakes and Legends, that's the Minnesota Craft Market. And I they, went to that last weekend. And they're, they, by the way, you have to do have to have a vaccination to go. So I know some people are looking for places that are vaxxed only so that they can be sure that they're shopping among vaccinated people. And that one is available to you for there. But then there's a ton more that are just sort of open and around and and doing fun things. And so that's on the feed if you want to look that up. Um, But there's a ton of great. I mean, like every every market or everything, you're going to be able to find something. But one of the ones that I got to tell you that is if you're really like I can only hit one. I would go to No Coast Craft Orama, which is today at the Midtown Global Market. And for me, that one, I have found so many great gifts. I've always walked out of there with something, whether it's a great print, a crafted, you know, piece of clothing, you know, a great sweater or, or I mean, fun things. I found that market because of you and it's on my list to go today. It's I usually today. try to hit it. Yep. We, it's been it's back from COVID. Yep. Riff Raff Jams will be there. Oh. And she's got an apricot vanilla jam that is so great. And yeah. A whiskey drink. Yes. And listen, if I'm going to go to markets, the only ones I want to go to are places where it's either in a brewery so I can have a beer while I'm strolling it or like a market where I can have a sandwich in one hand and shop gifts in the other hand. She also has pickled cranberries, you guys. Oh. And those are real good in champagne drinks. I'll bring them to the cookie party. I've already got a jar. They're fantastic. we, I actually, we had a drink last night for our movie watching party that was like, um, she just took like a sort of a mulled wine syrup and mixed it with bubbles. And then I think she had pickled cranberries. They too. could have been from Riff Raff. Wow. Yum. That's so good. Mulled wine syrup. Yeah. That was from out East. She said, Jazzy said, so it was sort of I yum. It was. We have a few just minutes. I just, we talked about new restaurants opening. Let's talk a little bit about Smack Shack here. Cause they're opening in Bloomington. And I went last night. It's, it, it's so funny because it's in that Fuddrucker space and, that was, um, Ellie has such bad memories of that location just because of it was where they ate after I had my cancer breast removal surgery. And so she's got this whole story about that. So I can't wait to bring her there to be like, hey, look, it's a whole different place. Like we can exercise those memories and yep. move forward. It looks like a smack shack. Like it just looks like it's probably been there all along. It's delicious. Yeah, they have the great lobster roll. They have an expanded menu, too. I had a salmon that was cooked perfectly. Mm-hmm. They have that huge burger that Kurt likes. You know, they, they do just, have a great burger. It's a yeah, great burger. it is a good burger. It's a smash burger, and it's wonderful. We talked about, we were joking. I did the media preview thing, and we were joking that, like, because it is a form of Fuddruckers, that we should have, they should have, like, pump cheese. Yeah, something. You know? <laughs> did you have anything else that was new, like jambalaya um, oh, at Smack Shack? Yeah, at the preview. Uh, we had, I don't know what was new. They gave us some new things. We had like mussels that were great. Those are new. Oh, and they don't have mussels? No, not on the Smack menu. Oh, and that, uh, and then we had a crab cake that was lovely. I had the crab cake too. Some swordfish. They had a poke bowl that was great. Yep. And some oysters and stuff. And the lobster mac. 
I didn't have any of that, but I mean, that's they've had that forever. Yeah, but it's always yeah. just a staple. And let me, this is a big thing in 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 refer in reference to that though. They have a massive private dining space. You guys, they have like you can do private dining over there, and it can be busted up to a hundred. I mean, and it can be also then like cordoned off so that you can do smaller groups. They have a, uh, you know, a place they can shut off and make it very very private. And they'll do boils for you where, like, you can have a shrimp boil. If you're looking for, like, a holiday family party, that's a really great one to do. And if you're, like, all shopping and say, hey, let's meet, let's grab a big old table, let's meet up, you know, like, kind of in the Edina area because you're by the Mall of America, you're by Southdale. Galleria. it's a brilliant, smart place to stop. Yeah, I really liked it. I was excited about it. So, okay, Sarah Kiefer's next. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Easy On Me Show. Yeah. Take it easy. We were just talking about the Adele record. We are here with our friend Sarah Kiefer. Hi, Sarah. How you doing? Hi, Sarah. Sarah, are you there? I'm here. Good Yay! morning. Holiday. Hello. Holiday baking would not be the same without talking about Baking for the Holidays, your new holiday book. Oh, thank you. Sarah, you had like the cookie book of the century with the cookie book that you had and now you're following it up with this holiday baking book was it hard to do the holiday baking book after you just like really did the whole cookie thing and poured your heart and soul into it that book is still like a bestseller yeah it's doing really well i'm so floored about it Um, and moving on to holiday was fun because i really love the holidays so i had a lot of things in mind for this book when i started planning it now, your book, 100 Cookies, was the original book. We have to ask, because we've been talking about cookies all morning, like, what is your, like, favorite go-to high Christmas? We call them highs and lows. What's highs the Christmas lows. cookie that you want on the tray and the one you would take last? And the one I would take last? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I love all cookies. Um, but first, I always go for chocolate. So if there's anything with chocolate, like I have a turtle bar recipe in my new book, something with chocolate and caramel, and that's just very indulgent, I probably will go for that first. Okay. Last, I always avoid dried fruit, even though when I finally eat it, I really like it. Yeah. But that's probably, like, when I see it, I'm always like, eh, I'd rather have chocolate. <laughs> well, Stephanie <laughs> just basically said divinity is trash. Divinity is trash. <laughs> not a cookie. It's I mean, not a cookie on your plate. <laughs> It's not my favorite. That's <laughs> the vanilla bean baking blog is how you got your start. And like Savour called it like the best baking and dessert blog. And, you know, how did you get your start? Were you just like a home baker? You're such a young woman and you've had so much success already. Um, well, in college, I went to Winona State University and there's a coffee shop still in Winona called the Blue Heron Coffee House. And I was a barista there and they needed help in the kitchen because they were busier than they expected. And for a while I was the only employee. (laughs) Really? So, yes, they had, it was, um, it had been a coffee shop and Larry and Colleen who still own it, they took it over. And so when they started, I kind of came with the shop and they had some other people that kind of filled in, but for a while it was just us three. I love and it. So Larry asked me, you know, can you bake cookies? And so he kind of threw me back in the kitchen. And up till that time, I had some like I liked baking at home, but it was mostly like box cake mix or cookies. 
And so this was the first time I was like on my own in a kitchen, like, you know, a real kitchen. And I just fell in love with baking. And so he kind of just trained me in on everything. And then from there, I worked in a couple other bakeries. And then when I had kids, I stayed home and started my blog and then baked there all the time, too. Okay, so I love it. And you, I mean, in this particular book, like you have uh, candied citrus peels, you've got pastry cream, you've got candy cane ice cream like you have a lot of different things in here that you also can use as bases for other things right yes um partic- yeah, one of my favorite things is to like build from solid bases yeah <laughs> you know, and like my life too <laughs> you have three curd recipes in here and i love curd you've got a lemon curd you know and you can use that for in between cookies or in a tart or inside a kolache right. like lots of things what are some of the things that you think are not to be missed in this holiday baking book okay so one of the, it's a little more work but i have a cheater croissant dough oh and it is like my favorite favorite thing in this book because you can do so much with it i have recipes that use it but you can also you know make up your own stuff and i just love the dough um, I also like the gifting chapter. There's chocolate gift cakes in there. Um, you make them small, and then you can keep them for yourself and give two away to your neighbors or friends. And I love those. My kids love when I make those. <laughs> I think I need to get closer to you so I can be on your gift list. Or Seriously. better yet, yeah. we could invite you to our cookie exchange. Do you do a cookie <laughs> party with your friends? I haven't. I mean, the last couple of years with COVID, it's kind of everything's been on hold. But my kids and I will do boxes for the neighbors and then friends, too, and we pass them out. Oh, that's nice. That's, that's nice. Um, just yeah. some brass tacks about writing a cookbook. Did it feel like you were birthing a child? Because that's how it's feeling. <laughs> yes, it is. It is so much work. <laughs> but you did it twice. Like process, And I wrote these back to back. So I was working on this one while I was still finishing 100 Cookies. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it was like, it was a lot. And and this is your chosen like career now. You want to keep doing this. Does it ever get easier? Um, it does. I mean, kind of because I finally have like a formula on how to do it and not yeah. be so chaotic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it is still a lot of work because I do the photographs too. So I have to like build in time for those too. Yeah. That's so weird too. Like it's a whole nother job kind of the photographing yeah. of something. Wait, photography is really, a job? <laughs> it really is because you feel like, okay, I'm done with the recipes. And I'm like, oh, I have to like do this whole other piece of the book. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you're like me, but I have 30 shots of something and then I have to like try to figure out what the best one is. I'm like, I don't know. Right. And I change it a lot. Like I put up photos on all the photos on my wall and then I just stare at them and some of them I love. And then some I'm like, that one we can't have. And so oh, I have see, to- you're a real professional. <laughs> I'm kind of hacking it together. I got to be honest. Maybe in the future I'll, I'll be more successful and have, I don't know, people or friends or someone I can collaborate with. Look at you. I love it. Um, it is a, it is a great book. It would be great for gift giving because I, and I, I want people obviously baking for the holidays is the title of it and it's the theme of it, but there are a lot of baking recipes in here that I think could extend to other parts of the seasons too. For sure. And you could like omit some of the holiday flavors and they, it would still work. Like don't put cranberries on the white chocolate cake sure. and you can use it any time of the year. Yeah. And you could do it with like blueberries or lemons or just like your ginger swirl, your candied ginger pieces. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that would be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is really good. Okay, when you are, I just noticed that you were baking with Zoe the other day, our other friend yeah. who has Zoe Bakes and Zoe Bakes Cakes. I just, I bought that. I hope they're not listening. I bought that for my sister-in-law. Um, <laughs> is it, it's fun to bake with friends, isn't it? Yes, and Zoe is amazing. You guys have been good supporters of each other. And Sarah, thank you for coming on the show. It's been lovely to have you. It's Sarah Kiefer, Baking for the Holidays, or 100 Cookies. Either would be a great holiday gift. We love that you're local. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Oh, I'm just crazy about her baking, and I'm going to try that easy croissant dough. Yeah. We will take a break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Weekly Dish, presented by Maker's Mark. Hello, Weekly Dishers. Spring has sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka Salmon Share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, that was I, that was wonderful to talk to Sarah, honestly. Like, the whole holiday cookie baking thing. Like, just literally all you have to do is have her book to know what you want yes. to do. Yes, so. and a cheater croissant dough. If you've ever tried to make laminated, like, pastry dough, boy, it's hard. Yeah, is it? I've never tried to make oh. it. Because that's one of those things I feel like is not, I'm not supposed the, to be. Right, the folding and the whole thing. And you know how there's, like, things that you make it yourself and it's so great. Like, homemade Irish cream. Yes. Is excellent. Wonderful. And like worth it. Yep. If you make your own croissant, are you going to have a croissant that's better than Mark Hugh or this is my point. like uh, Rose even Street like, Patisserie or like even maybe yeah. like the Costco croissants that aren't too bad? I know. So it's grief to me. dollar ratio. Yeah. Oh, gosh. If you haven't ever had, speaking of croissants, the Trader Joe's frozen croissants that have chocolate in them that you set out on the counter overnight and then you bake in the morning oh please do yourself a favor and run out and get them right now really they are like i mean the french people would know but yes they're like a legit like french warm croissant on a sunday morning deliciousness I have to say the Belcour chocolate croissant is like my standard and I can't go. Their almond one with the, they have a cream, like a pastry cream in there. Yeah. (gasps) Yum. All right. Um, so we wanted to talk. So something, I don't know, you know, you guys, we have talked early, we were early adopters or I was an early adopter of the Substack world, which is of course, you where were, you I told was. us. Remember when I was all like, yep. hey, you guys, there's this thing called Substack and you have all these newsletters and you were looking at me like I was like a little bit, a little bit I'll like, be honest. oh, how cute are you? And then I That's found the salad lady. <laughs> right. 
So Substack is a organization. It's a site where they are helping people, writers, produce their own content and in newsletter form. So they host people who then send out newsletters, which, you know, you basically subscribe to them and people can either, you know, you subscribe to a person and then you usually get like a free email, you know, however long they want to do it. And then you also get there's like subscriber only content that comes if you are a paid subscriber. Um, and so there's interesting things that have started. There's a lot on Substack. There's politics, there's health and wellness, there's, you know, uh, cultural things, but there's a lot of food. And, but recently, you know, there's always been like Mark Bittman has a Substack, Padma Lakshmi has a Substack. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, I follow the Paula Forbes uh, cookbook Substack, um, all these kind of things. But they just announced that they are doubling down and making a deeper investment in food writing on Substack. So I wanted to talk about what some of those writers are and who they, you know, what maybe you should know about. Um, well, the first one that I want to mention is that during the month of December, Ruth Reichel is doing a Substack only for this month. And so if you sign up for her Substack, and, and it's entirely free, this one you don't have to pay for a subscription. And once every day, she's going to send you, it's like a, someone called it their advent calendar. The rhythm, like yeah. it is now their, their advent calendar to have Ruth Reichel's, you know, residency at Substack to, and she's got some great things. She puts up, I signed up for it. Did you sign Me up? Me too. Yep. And so you basically have this like great thing. Of course, she, Ruth Reichel is the editor in chief of Gourmet when it left, and she was you know a New York Times restaurant critic, but and an author of many books. Um, but she has a lot of great things. She like show she put up an old menu, like one of the old old menus from her days of reviewing, and she. Um, have what else have you seen some of the other stuff she's done? No, because I just started getting it yesterday, and oh, you I did. haven't. I got my first email yesterday after okay. I signed up, but I haven't read. And I got another one today already. She's got a little gift guide in there section where she talks about you know here's a wine opener to try that she loved, and it was like under twenty bucks. She's got from the archives. She pulled up. Uh, she pulled up some old articles from the archives, um, and like talked about this. Uh, How to make better deviled eggs. Yes. I mean, and like, I mean, she has a couple recipes. So anyway, I just love the fact that this is like a, this one, I think particularly the Ruth Reichel one is a little sort of a uh, glimpse into her, into her mind. Cause she's she only doing it for a month. She stuffed pumpkin. She did a cheese Yeah, stuff there's pumpkin. a cheese stuffed pumpkin reference. Ugh, love that. Um, so a couple of the other ones that I thought were interesting that might be interesting to you guys um, is one of them is broken palate. So, and this is, I signed up for this one too. Um, do you remember tasting table? Yes, which was like one I liked of the, tasting table, one of the first like newslettery kind of things. Um, and it was founded by, uh, God, what is his name? He's a local Minnesota guy. Andrew Foucault, I think his name is. Okay. And he founded it and he, um, but basically it went away or, and it became broken palate is what it's called. And I kind of think it's interesting. They're based in New York City, but Broken Palettes writers, you know, are kind of, they look, uh, it's kind of like far reaching about restaurants and chefs and food. There's industry stuff, there's profiles, and they're kind of reporting on Miami, Los Angeles, New York, but then also other places. Yep. So Broken Palette might be an interesting one to look at. Um, I know that they have, uh, like, they have um, Broken Shaker changed hotel bars forever. So they're talking about, different hotel bars, Miami restaurants for hungry New Yorkers. These are some of the things that are on their mm-hmm. website. So 
Um, and then they have like a they have like a listening, like a podcast, like a audio file about the trio redefining New York's Indian restaurants. So there's a lot of different sort of medium if you're looking for something interesting like that. Um, I'm curious about this. Yeah. And I haven't quite gotten my mind around this whole statement yet. So, but like, I like, and I'm also scared and encouraged and terrified all of the things about this idea of paying for individual pieces of content because we're kind of doing it in the TV space, right? So we have like HBO Max and Hulu. And so you're paying for each of these individual pieces of content and streams. And now this is like a way to support independent journalism. So I can support Mark Bittman's writing. I'm sure he needs my support, but maybe someone that you haven't heard of that you like uh, just really want to follow or you like their point of view or like Makers of Minnesota could be an example, you yeah. know, that you would be getting paid for your content because, you know, like I've been doing that podcast for four years. I have never made any money on it. It is a labor of love. But people that like it and people that listen, maybe they want to support that. And are we we are really democratizing the content space for writers, for bloggers, yep. for podcasters. Mm-hmm. That's really intriguing to me, but also interesting because. I don't know. Is that how people want to pay you for your work? Like, do you want to follow us in that space and pay us directly versus having us do a radio show for you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I I think there's different levels. And I think there's also you get to a saturation point, too. And then that's where, you know, like and I think the harder part is that there's people you want to like. I want everything that you give me. I'm excited by everything you do. And then there are people who I'm like, I would like to read this article, but I'm sort of over this part of you or, you know, like this. I don't necessarily I want your recipes, but I don't necessarily want your, you know, diatribes about them, personal essay about your grandmother or, you know what I mean? Like I just there's definitely different things and different platforms. I think that's what's interesting is we're sort of in this. You have to sort of be multi-platform and you have to sort of dig into like what that means as a content maker whether it's a writer, a photographer, a, you know, someone who speaks for a living, you know, all those things. Here's where I think this is headed, though. I think that eventually you're going to have a food sub stack and you're going to subscribe to the food sub stack. So <clears throat> I'll spend $120 on subscribing to my food sub stack newsletter. And then the sub stack God will decide like Ruth Rachel's going to get $30 and Mark Bittman's going to get 10 And you know what I mean? Because I still kind of want that in a digest. Oh, you don't want to have like 10 emails coming in and then having to do. See, that's interesting. But I would pay more to have like it all compiled for me. So that like, that's what I liked about tasting table. Yeah. Is I like to get a weekly email and like scroll through it and see like, oh, I'm interested in this recipe. But Mark Bittman's talking about, you know, cardamom. That's not my favorite spice. I'm going to skip that this week. Like whatever. Could you, you would think you would rather have, but would you aggregate it? You wouldn't want it. Like you could pick your people to aggregate into it. Yeah, maybe. Or I would pay more for an aggregated newsletter and maybe I can pick 10. I don't know. Yeah. But I think that's going to be the next generation of this. Yeah. I'm just predicting. Well, because, because I don't want Substack all these isn't in my the inbox. only player in this game. Right. You know, there's the Atlantic started one and then. Um, and the New York Times is kind of this, if you think about it. Well, I mean, like, yeah, this is and this is a lot of I mean, this is a lot of people who do website content. This is what they do. They churn out content. And like, if you think about Eater National. You know, even though the local one is horrible, they have a great national platform that puts 
you know, different well, like things Axios into that mix. has a national component. They have like 87,000 subscribers to their newsletter. Like Axios that's a is a massive, yeah. is a, well, isn't it, isn't it a Facebook? Isn't it owned by Facebook? I thought it was. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I Maybe should, I should not. I know. I mean, they're trying. They're funny enough. They're a big, huge conglomerate reaching out into the local yes. space and pretending that they're. I mean, and they are local journalists. I'm not saying they're not pretending. I'm just saying that they are still a very giant company, and they use local writers, and that's great. They pay them, and that's even better. But it is still this massive. It's the same thing with Eater. Like there was, it's this massive you know, sort of overarching company. And then they make money off of, you know, they're paying people to do things locally. And of course I have a problem with Eater because I think they're just farcical because I think that they treat their writers horribly. And then they talk so much about how everyone treats their workers. Right. And they take a whole different stance from what they really do. But nonetheless, you know, this idea of where your content comes from and what you're choosing, what you choose to pay for. I think you're right. Like, but there's also like for me the hard part is I like want to read stuff in a mag or in like the the San Francisco Chronicle. I don't want to subscribe to the Chronicle. I just want this one food yeah. vertical, and that's hard for me because I can't afford to do all right. of it for everybody. Yep. I already pay for New York Times. I already pay for locals. I pay for things, and so there's a point where I'm like I can't actually afford to keep to have a full knowledge of everybody's stuff. Yeah. And it is like I pay for a lot of these newsletters and you look at your subscriptions. Yeah. That was one of my goals for this year in the new year is I'm going to try to get a handle on my subscriptions. Yeah, I'm going to pare down and I'm going to find, you know, I, I do support some local writers and I through Patreon and I'm happy to do that for some people. But for others, I kind of feel like I'm going to have to wean off a little bit. Yeah, because I have one that I've pulled back. I got to diversify yep. also and not just be in one lane because that's also dangerous, I think. Yeah. Very interesting, though, interesting, and though. and interesting to see people being able to make a living in other ways, but still produce the creativity and the content that we love from them. Well, and one of their new Substack writers is Andrew Zimmern, our friend who mm-hmm. has a spilled milk. And this is actually a question. He's got a spilled. He's got this global. Uh, is global in focus, but intimate in tone with fearless opinions, travel and food recommendations, recipes and stories from his decades spent crisscrossing the planet as an eater, explorer and host of several TV programs such as Bizarre Foods. How is this different from his website is my question. In his website, he has videos, he has recipes, he has stories. He's I'll got tell you how it's different. Stuff. It's paid. You're paying for it. No, I know. But that's what I'm saying. Like my question for this one was such a robust website. Why is someone going to pay for his substance? That's what I'm struggling with yeah. as a creator, because I have a robust website that has all my podcasts, right. it has my recipes, it has my picks, it has lots of the things. If I try to figure out how to get paid for lots of those things, I, it is, it's something to think about. Yeah. And I don't know the answer. I don't either. If anyone's got any thoughts, feel free to email yeah. us or Send share us offline. I'd be curious to see what you think. All right, we're going to take a break, you guys. We're going to come back and wrap it up with Locals We Love. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Serious stuff like Supreme Court. <laughs> okay, have you seen like the meme where there's a for lease sign and then someone has spray painted Navidad underneath it? No. So great. For lease Navidad. That's I really want to run around town and just do that. Um. Uh. I think we had a for lease as in lice Navidad one year because that was the year. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I had the kid that had lice like 12 times. I never did. I can't even believe that. I you don't know. know. Like it was terrorizing if you're the house that the lice comes and visits. Yes. Okay. <laughs> for lice Navidad. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so 
What's quick something on? I want people to know. Okay. There's a Hanukkah baking tradition thing happening at the Mill City Museum's Baking Lab today. Uh-huh. You can watch live demonstrations and sample desserts, and it's free with museum admission, which is 8 to $12. I don't feel like I give enough. I, you know, I'm not Jewish, but I love Hanukkah traditions. I love latkes. I love sort of this 12 days of celebration. Yeah. And um, also, I would like to point out that if you haven't watched Dave Grohl, what Dave Grohl does from the Foo Fighters is he has this Hanukkah tradition every year where he picks Jewish artists and he reimagines their songs and performs them on video. Wow. His Copacabana by Barry Manilow is fantastic. He's also got a redo of Jump, which obviously great drumming. He did Lisa Loeb stay dressed in a woman's dress and sang like in his falsetto voice, which is also really cool. He also has a daughter who's apparently a singer who's a maybe a 20 year old woman. Violet Grohl is her name. And they did an Amy Winehouse cover of a song called In the Box, which was Fantastic. Where is like, this? I'm Where do you find it? I'm obsessed with Violet Grohl now. Yeah, YouTube or on Foo Fighters YouTube channel or FooFighters.com. And they're on their sixth day of the Hanukkah celebration. And he did Billy Joel's. Um, uh, oh, they're called the Hanukkah Sessions. Yes, if you want the Hanukkah know. Sessions. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And the latest song is a Billy Joel song. Because, yeah, so celebrating Jewish artists and reimagining the songs. And it's just fun. Oh, my God. How fun is that? Okay. So I like if you're that. celebrating Hanukkah, that's a fun one. Um, okay. So what are some of the other things going on around? I mean, I'm just gonna run through some holiday markets for you too. Sure. You know, and like uh let you know that uh if you I mean like I at if you're thinking like you need to dip into the Christmas spirit, I would say get to the Union Depot today oh, in St. Yeah. Paul because the they are doing market. tree lighting around four. They've got the elf movie, you know, with popcorn that you can do. They've got the Christmas market outside with all the good German Glühwein und Jägerschnitzel und Pierogi und Spätzle. And uh, there's, you know, lots of good stuff there to find. If you're in St. Paul, you might also want to stop by the 43rd Annual Landmark Center, Old Fashioned Holiday Bazaar. If you haven't been there, that one is like, if you're looking for a, a, a Christmas market that isn't like at a brewery or, or something like that, this is a great stop for you. It's beautiful. They've got over 60 booths, you know, and they're kind of got some more classic, less crafty things and they're more classic Holiday Bazaar kind of things, I think. Lotions, yeah. candles, things like that. Not so much cross stitch that'll offend you, I guess. I like I offensive cross stitch. Me too, but that's I'm saying some people don't. <laughs> if you're looking for something for your grandma, maybe that's where you want to go. Um, so Betty Dangers and Psycho Susie's are having the their annual bazaar bazaar, and they're having it at both today. So it's at both Betty Dangers and Psycho Susie's. Okay, apparently, and you know they're the ones that they're the opposite of the Landmark Center. They're going to get really clever and kooky and wacky with their gifts and. Um, they've got a lot of fun things, I think, with that knitted cacti, you know, things like that. <laughs> um, tonight, the Minneapolis or today, the Minneapolis Cider Company is doing calling it their holiday party. And of course, there's shop makers you can shop. But then they're also doing gingerbread house decorating. They've got open play pickleball. If you are starting to learn that. We signed up for a class. Did you? December 22nd. Wow. OK. I am. You'll end a up pickleballer. there. There's ping pong, open ping pong, too, if you're just starting that. Oh, Kurt's good at ping pong. Right? Yeah, he could be like that ping pong kid where you watch, like, the guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's real good. He's Forrest Gump. Yep. Okay. Um, and then Head Flyer Brewing, you guys, if you're wanting to get, pop, or, you know, uh, pictures with Santa and your dog, if your dogs are your kids, then um, head over to Head Flyer Brewing, and they are doing 
you know, pup pictures with Santa today. Fun. I think that's fun. Um, Udapils, of course, has the Nordic uh, Yule Market at Utapils this weekend. Well, I got in my German side, even though it's Nordic, which is just sort of all over the place. Um, and they're doing a lot of, they've got a lot of great makers and they've got, you know, um, they've got a lot of events. They've got live music and they've got great beer yep. there too. Um, that's kind of my big roundup for today and this weekend. And there's so many more. Oh, cheers with Santa at Liftbridge on Sunday, by the way. If you want to get out there, um, and they, uh, you can do a big old, they're doing, you can have a big old picture with Santa and they're doing a whole bunch of fun stuff. I want to know what a big old picture of Santa is. I like is. a big, like standing next to a big old Santa is what I feel like. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, they've got Elevation 5280 food truck out there. So I think that's fun. And you can bring all your children. And sit around with Santa. All the children. All the children's. Um, That's what I got. Oh, and then Torg Brewing is doing Krampusnacht. Do you? How do you feel about the Krampus? I like Krampus. Do Krampus you? Christmas. Yes, I had Krampus wrapping paper last year. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, funny. It makes us laugh. If you know what a Kramp, if you don't know what a Krampus is, it's basically it's a sort of. A, I think it's Denmark started it, and it was basically Santa's. Weirdly cloven and hairy elves, but sort of monstrous and scary. A little hooved. Yeah, they're not. They're kind of terrifying. They're but cloven hooves. Yes, they're supposed to be. And they have like horns and they're covered in fur. And so they just, it's a monster themed um, night. For Krampus. For Krampus. Have you been to any of the like um, holiday bars? Like at Lawless Distilling? I have or- not been yet. At Betty Dangers, they have like Mary's Crazy yep, Christmas, Mary's Christmas or something. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah. And there's actually one in Excelsior at Cast and Crew called the Jingle Ball or Jingle Bar, I think, if you're looking for that one. Um, we haven't talked about the thing that's happening, the Northern Express thing out at in Excelsior. Have you been or heard Mm-mm. anything? No. Nope. I'm going there. Oh, that's why I have to. I have to go there next weekend to judge a baking contest. And I was kind of like, what is this? And I was thinking about popping out today, but apparently today's like sold out already for tickets. I Next know. week. It looks pretty good. We'll see. Okay. All right, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. We'll be Shout back out. next week with the gift show.